Welcome to the Soul Care Matters Podcast, bringing gospel-centered clarity and insight to the whole person. Here, you will find conversations about real issues that we face every day, and thoughts on how to move toward health in Jesus in the middle of those issues. Hosting today's podcast, Jeff Ballard and Ryan Berg, Soul Care Pastors at College Park Church in Indianapolis, Indiana. Welcome back to Season 2 of the Soul Care Matters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Berg, sitting alongside... Jeff Ballard. And we're really excited about this season. We've got some great things coming this season. We're going to be talking about some fun stuff, some of the harder things that we'll jump into. We've got conference audio from the fall conference that we had on um, same-sex attraction, transgenderism in the church. We are going to be talking through topics like infertility and miscarriage. We're going to be talking a little bit more about grief and loss, as that's been one that people have said that they've wanted some more info on. And we've got a ton of other stuff. But today, Today, the first thing that I want to know is, Jeff, it's been almost a month and a half since our last podcast. We've been on hiatus. What's been going on? What was maybe a highlight from your last month? Yeah, that's a good question, Will, and I've just missed uh, doing the podcast. It yeah. does seems like a long time because yeah. it kind of has been. It really has. Um, a few highlights. Um, man, if I'm honest, sleeping in oh, a yeah. few days in a row over uh, the Christmas holiday was really nice. Nice. Um, but some fun things that we did as a family, um, one would just be, you know, with the dark and the cold of winter, we just spent some fun time as a family watching movies. Nice. Um, we watched Star Wars seven, eight, and nine kind of all together. What did you think? Oh man, I just, I love them. You know, not, not as good as the originals, True, uh, but still very much better than one, two, very controversial for some. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't get into the controversy. I just, I just appreciate them for what they are. Exactly. I just keep telling people we're still getting star Wars movies. I know this came out so long ago and we're still getting them. What are you complaining about? Yeah. 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 And the other fun thing we did was, um, my dad got my boys Pacers tickets for Christmas and uh, my wife, Chris, and I got to go too. And it was their first NBA basketball game. Nice. So it was just a ton of fun to Who go. Who were they playing? They played the Hornets. This was back like between Christmas and New Year's. So not the game last night not where they the lost game. by 100 or however many it was. <laughs> not the game last night. Okay. The previous game against okay. the Hornets. So they almost won. They okay. still lost it. Okay. Still an L. But not, not as bad. They're not great this year. They're not. They're it's, not. I feel like they're kind of phoning it in at this point. I know. My, my boys keep going. I thought Indiana was supposed to be this basketball yeah, exactly. state, but the Pacers are no good. Yeah. Indiana law, you know, Indiana's uh, IU, Indiana University, yes. they're doing okay. A good win over Purdue. It was a good win over Purdue. They're excited about that. But then they like totally lost the next game in they a blowout didn't. to Michigan. They didn't, they didn't show up. So after that, they were complaining about that. IU stinks. They're so inconsistent. and. Well, I will Can't tell argue. you, there is always room for you on the Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I feel like you're uh, Darth Vader or Kylo Ren <laughs> right now, trying to get me to come to the dark side. No. <laughs> Never count the banners, man. There's a reason why they're so good. Okay, Wait, how many? Well, hold on a second. How many banners do they have? Eight. Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah. Now he has five. Yeah. With the okay. last, the last one being. Let's move on to the next. And, <laughs> Well, it's been 10 years for Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, what have you done in the last decade, Kentucky? Yeah, come on. 
Anyway, I want to throw it back to you. How about yeah. you? What have you been up to over the last month? Yeah, so um, it's been a lot of fun for me and my family, too. I think one of my favorite things happening right now is my son, Elliot, is five, and he has started mixed martial arts lessons. Oh, yes. And I mean, I don't think in his short time on this earth, I have seen him so into something. <laughs> As I have this. So the first lesson was a private lesson and he was a little nervous, like, I don't know how I'm going to do or whatever. So the first thing is real introductory or whatever. And so the the instructor comes and he's like, by the end of this lesson, you're going to break this board. And he brought out, you know, a little board for him to break. And Elliot just looks at me like, oh, no, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> and so they, you know, he taught him some some different techniques or whatever. And at the end, he's like, okay, it's time to break this board. And we're going to do a front kick. I got it on video. It is priceless. Oh, so yeah. the first time he's a little too far away and his toes just barely graze the board. And then the sensei, Sensei Matthew is his name, <laughs> says, step forward and see if you can do this. And Elliot got up there and he does this thing I did when I was a kid where he sticks his tongue out the left side of his mouth and he's concentrating really hard. He's making sure he has his hands in the right positions. He's got the right stance. And he goes, and he like screams and he kicks it and breaks it in half. And he just looks at me stunned. Doesn't say a thing. He's like, I can't believe this just happened. And it was just great. And so every time it's lesson day, he knows the night before and he's ready and he's pumped. That's awesome. I think that's probably my favorite thing happening yeah. right now. Did you now. put that on Facebook? I have not. I probably no, could. I need to see that. Maybe Whether I'll, it's on Facebook. Maybe I'll or... post it on the podcast page. For there we go. We'll see. Yeah. we'll see. I have to get his written <laughs> consent before I do that. <laughs> but, Jeff, so it's a new year. It's not the beginning of the year because we took January off. So it'll be early February when our listeners are hearing this. But it still feels a little bit like reset time, mm-hmm. refresh time, not necessarily New Year's resolutions. I'm not a big fan of that term in general, but goals, I think, are really helpful. Um, what are your thoughts when you think about heading into a new year? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny in one sense, like the calendar year is somewhat arbitrary. Jewish people have their own calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese have their own count. But what it is, even though it's arbitrary, it's it's a great opportunity to kind of have a little bit of a fresh start to rethink what what we're doing with our lives, what how are we using our time, what habits might we need to to work on or kind of bring back to to work on. So I I don't know, personally for me, I I usually do find it somewhat motivating Mm. at the beginning of a new year to to rethink some of those things and maybe try to implement things that I've, I've not in the past. Now, I don't do that every year. Mm-hmm. Some years I do, some years I don't. Uh, but I'd say more years than not, I do at least something. Now, one thing I've learned over the years is, and I think when I was in my like early 20s, I would like, I would go all out. You know, mm-hmm. I'd probably have like 10 things that I wanted to do or start or do better at. And then inevitably you fail and then you get discouraged and yeah. sort of thing. So one of the things I've learned over the years is just to be realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are one or two things maybe that I want to work on this year? Yeah. Um, those sorts of things. But what about you? Yeah. So, um, I, I'm kind of the same way. Like I think, Oh, fresh start, a chance to maybe implement some things or like shore up some things that I didn't do. So one of my goals for last year is I wanted to read 35 books and I read 41 books. Wow. I was pretty pumped. That's about impressive. That. Yeah. And so I'm going for 50 this year. 
I'm going to try to hit 50 books this year, and I'm like four down already. Now, what qualifies as a book? Mostly these are children's (laughs) board books. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as a dad of young kids, you probably do read a lot of those. No, I don't really count those, but it it qualifies for both like developmental (laughs) reading, like books I read about Christian life, spiritual growth, things like that. Mm -hmm. Books I read about what I do, counseling books, but also like sometimes I like to read fiction books and all of that counts. Okay. So I'm, but I'm going for 50 and I'm four, four and a quarter in. That's so, good. That's so you're on pace good. then. I, pretty yeah, much. roughly. I mean, that's about a book a week. Right. So, and we're not even four weeks into the new year as right. when we're recording this. I should so. also mention, I do permit listening to audiobooks too. I agree. Yeah. I agree. As long so, as you're actually paying attention. So the other thing that is a big, um, kind of focus for me this year. So last year, I don't think this is going to be a surprise to anybody listening was a hard year with pace. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think the last two years, everybody could look at and be like, what a crazy time, you know, that we're kind of living in. But, but pace was a really hard thing. And at one point last fall, I actually, though I am a counselor, spoke with a counselor about some self-care and some things that I was battling a little bit. And she really encouraged me to set aside at least, she said at least twice a year, um, a day away. Mm-hmm. And, and this is literally like a 24-hour period where I go away from my life, if possible, and um, simply spend really focused time refreshing in the Lord, maybe studying and focusing on certain things, but also some recreation, like having some fun, relaxing, sleeping in, maybe something mm-hmm. like that. So um, I talked with my wife about it because, of course, she needed to okay this because she'd be single momming it for a day, right? Yeah. So uh, I talked with her and she was really on board with it. And so last Friday, I took my first day away. It just kind of worked out on the calendar and I just stayed in a hotel in town. It was literally five minutes from my house. <laughs> and I stayed in a hotel in town. I had points. So I just used the points on the awesome. on the hotel. And recreationally, it was super fun because it had a hot tub and I was the only one in it. Nice. And that's, I think, some of the best growth you can possibly do <laughs> is sitting in a hot tub. So what did, what did you do with the rest of your time when you yeah. weren't in the hot tub? What were you doing? Yeah, so I, I went in with a plan. I have been studying through and working on some stuff about how to manage anxiety well, um, both for those that I'm caring for, but also my own, because we all have it, right? Mm-hmm. Like to some degree at varying times, we all have anxiety. And so I did some reading. I did a lot of journaling. I There were some online videos by the guy that wrote the book that I kind of watched and took notes on and started mm-hmm. thinking through. But what was especially helpful for me was reflecting on some of the principles being taught and like, what is that? look like in my life. I could counsel probably anybody with some of this stuff, but like taking a really long, hard look about things in my life. And one of the things that really struck me, I'll just share with you and our listeners is there was a quote in the book that said, in the absence of information, people will connect the dots in the most pathological way possible. Mm. And I read that and I underlined it and I just sat there for like a half an hour, just like looking at these words on the page. And I was like, well, if that's not me, I don't know what Hmm. it is. And so I started journaling about it and praying about it and be like, what, you know, what does this look like? What what does this mean? And I started thinking about the application of this reality, the implications of it for my life. And one thing that came to the surface is in my marriage with Carol, sometimes she will come home after a hard day or something like that. And she will look like she had a hard day. Right. And I'll just say, Hey, what's the matter? And she will say to me, I don't know. And my 
pathology, if you will, or my <laughs> natural tendency yeah. is to assume that that actually means, Ryan, you've done something to upset me. And so then I go into what I've always done, fix it mode, figure it out mode, how can I help mode, which I think on the surface are pretty good intentions, but they're motivated by me not being in trouble with my wife, right? And yeah. so we have had a lot of conflict over the years with me like asking questions and trying to figure out how to help her and her feeling like she's in front of the Spanish Inquisition, mm -hmm. right? And so we start having this conversation and then I immediately go into, oh, I must have done something to, uh, you know, make her upset or, or mm -hmm. like not make her life easier or whatever. And that's actually seldom been the case. She's just trying to process how she feels and thinks about maybe something that happened at work or something with the kids or whatever. But the absence of information there caused me to interpret things in a certain way. Yeah. And 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 become really anxious. That's where the anxiety piece comes in. Become really anxious on what I'm assuming is yeah. going on. Yeah. I think that's a dynamic that's pretty common. Yeah. You know, as you describe that, I I can think of things in my own marriage where that's played out. I know people I talk with in the counseling room, I hear that kind of thing. Why is it, do you think we tend to do that? In other words, when we start to make those assumptions um, about what's behind that statement, I don't know, or right. nothing I can think of, right. we tend to go to the worst possible scenario. Right. And it usually has to do with me. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, you've heard the age old thing, um, like people don't. I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but like people don't behave based on the facts of life, but on their interpretation of the yeah. facts of life. Mm -hmm. I think that's really accurate here. So a person's experience, a person's belief system, a person's worldview, I think all play into this. And if I like, so I can say that in the past, I do know that I have been a culprit in conflict in relationships that haven't gone, you know, great. Mm -hmm. And that I did not have an opportunity to fix. And I don't like that. Like to this day, like I'm seeing faces in my mind right now and I'm like, I still, it kind of gets under my skin. But I like assume, you used the word and I think that's the right word. I assume that there's at least the possibility that I've done that again. And so you become self-protective and you become uh, uh, survival skills kick in. Like I want this relationship to survive and so I'm going to make sure that I do everything I can to fix this problem before it becomes worse. And then you actually mentally speed up when these things happen and don't spend as much time considering what's the best way to operate here. Mm -hmm. And then assumptions start coming quicker and quicker and quicker. And I think we do that because we, again, focus on self and think about protect and survive. Yeah. So, so what's a pathway through that? Cause you could yeah. say, well, the answer is, well, that other person needs right. to provide me the information. Right, right, right. And then I wouldn't do that, but we don't want to, we don't want to put that on right. them. How, how can we, if we're prone to do that, respond in a way that's more constructive, even if our spouse or a friend or whoever it is says, yeah. nothing's wrong, yeah. even you, though you can tell yeah. you're upset. I, I, I thought the exact same thing when I was sitting there looking at that page for a half an hour, I was like, well, yeah, she just needs to tell me what's going <laughs> on. Like, that's my gut reaction. But I, I you know, I, I kind of leaned into the discomfort feeling that I was experiencing while reading this yeah. and say, no, the, the fact is I'm, I'm really lacking in trust. I'm really lacking in patience and I'm really lacking in an ability to simply let things be until I need to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So in some of the materials that I was reading, it brings it back to the gospel and like God is really good at letting us know when there's something in our lives he wants us to address. That's not 
he doesn't lack an ability to do that. And, and so tr- trust comes in where, like, do I trust my wife that if she had something to say to me for us to work through that she would actually tell me? And yes, of course, she's done it for a decade now. I, I do. So why in that moment does that, like, fly out the window? Again, because I'm self-focused. And then even further than that, considering all these things in the light of the gospel, and that was his big point. Bring that those anxious feelings in the light of the gospel, examine them for what they are. Mm-hmm. I'm actually anxious that God's not taking care of me mm-hmm. in this moment. And this is on a small scale, right? But I, I am feeling anxious that God's not going to take care, protect you know, and, and and help me be safe and that I'm going to have relational conflict. And so what do I do? I jump into, I got to figure it out on my own. I got to figure out a way to go ahead and fix the problem because God's not going to. I mean, that's where I, that's what was revealed in, in that day away that I have a tendency to do that way more than I think mm-hmm. I do. And then that's just in my marriage. And I started thinking about it in parenting and here at work and in just friendships and things. And I was like, okay, Lord, I can only take like, <laughs> like one or two of these at a time. But since then, I've just taken a little time every day to, to kind of work through some of that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Do you think? That would have happened if you wouldn't have taken 24 hours away from normal life. Yeah, that's the whole God is sovereign question, right? Like, maybe? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that, like, perfectly. But I do think, like, I I kind of quieted my life for 24 hours and really focused on, all right, I, I have anxiety. I'm having a hard time putting my finger on where it's coming from, what's happening. Lord, help me see what it is that you want me to see right now and and help me, like, map out a path forward. And so I started this by saying one of the the motivations for taking the day away was because last year was such an unsustainable pace. Mm-hmm. The unsustainability of it, part of that was I don't have any time to kind of it felt like at least I didn't have any time to work on my own stuff that the Lord was trying to like bring my attention to. Yeah. And I kept putting putting it on the shelf and saying, okay, after I'm done doing this for work or doing this with my kids or whatever, I'll get to that. This was set aside as a, an entire 24-hour period, like deal with your stuff. Right? Yeah. It was it's a self-care day, essentially. But And it, it was it was super helpful. So to a- answer your question, I don't know for sure, but I lean towards no, just because I would have glossed it over with 47 other things that I'm dealing with yeah. at the time. Yeah. And, and it, even as you say all those things, wh- where my mind goes is, Eventually, I mean, God's committed to teaching us the things he wants us to learn. So eventually he would, but that could look like crashing and burning down the road because you're not providing, you know, you're not giving yourself the space to reflect on those things. I mean, that's, as I say that I'm, I'm talking to myself there. I mean, he either teaches us through us humbly submitting and listening to what he's revealing from his word and maybe through other people, or he teaches us through natural consequences, Right. right? Like I, Heaven forbid it's a natural consequence. Although I've had plenty of those moments. <laughs> Carol would say her and tell you, yeah, he's forever trying to ask me 27 questions and I don't know what I'm thinking yet. Give me some time to figure it out. And that's the patience piece yeah. that I'm also trying to practice. The burden of being married to a counselor type person. I know. Feel so she sorry didn't for know what wives. she was signing, <laughs> signing up for. She didn't know. Yeah. But I'm glad there's no return policy on that. So. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of one of my big things. Um, The other thing is, interestingly enough, journaling. So, Mm -hmm. 
literally every person I've ever cared for, I have like advocated for journaling and saying it's such a good thing. And I'm just not great at it myself. And at the end of last year, I actually had a counselee who I had encouraged to journal for like the hundredth time. Look at me and be like, well, how often do you do it? (laughs) And I was like, all right, touche. Okay. All right. I get it. And so I'm really trying to commit. And then I was talking to somebody i don't know maybe it was my sister i can't remember but i was talking about how a lot of times i don't journal because i have bad handwriting and i can't read my own writing and they said well maybe if you did it more your handwriting would improve <laughs> i was like okay fine i get it i go, need to man, journal more. you got some tough people around you i know right i need a i need another day away <laughs> When is your next day away, by the way? So I was thinking about trying to do it three times in the year. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking January, May, and October. Sometime in those those months. So just spread them out equally. Is there any reason why you picked those months over others? Well, honestly, I picked the January month because my points were going to expire. And I I wanted to use them. Um, No, not particularly. Like Historically, I probably would have said, oh, this tends to be a really crazy time in the counseling world or whatever. But yeah. as you well know, Jeff, the last two years have been a crazy time. In yeah, the counseling there, world. there have been no down moments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I just tried to spread it out a little bit and, and figure that out. And it's not always like, um, like, you know, it was like seven degrees. You know, I like the cold weather, but I don't want to be out in seven degree weather. Mm-hmm. So that's why I picked the hotel. It's a different time. I might go camping or like go I don't know. I like to kayak. So if I can find a kayak somewhere, I'll go find a kayak in a river and just yeah take off, you know, kind of thing. So, so some of this connects to an assignment we were given from uh, a few months ago, kind of on our, our team here at College Park, yeah. uh, where we our whole team was assigned to uh, take a half a day for silence and solitude. Right. Um, and just recently, you know, we came together as a team and, and we're discussing that. And w- one of the things that really came out of that for me in, in that experience was this was a lot more challenging than yeah. it probably should be for me to, to, to sit there and really do nothing that's, that I typically think of as productive. Right. You know, I've got all these things I think I've got to do for work and in my personal life. And to go, wow, I'm going to take three or four hours Mm -hmm. to set aside. And it's so easy for my mind to start going towards all the things I could be doing with that time, things I could check off Mm -hmm. the to-do list. So one of the things I've done in 2022 is I just wanted to work on, I wanted to practice that more. Um, So I looked ahead to my schedule and I marked off four. I'm not doing overnight. Maybe I'll do that in 2023. Yeah. Um, but just set aside some days, you know, six to eight hours where I'm going to be committed to, yeah. to doing this. Um, not, not just for the sake of saying I did that, mm-hmm. but learning how to better quiet my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I think as it, it feels more and more like that's difficult, yeah. part of that seems like there's just so much information coming at us all the time some of it's like we're just accessible communication wise through social media and all the different ways people can contact us um so i just i recognize for myself the need to to be able to quiet my soul more and better Mm -hmm. so i can spend quality time with god and and others too yeah the the silence and solitude piece so as an introvert it sounds 
great. Yeah. And it is for a while. But then your mind starts thinking about, oh, I need to do all these other things. Oh, I didn't do this. Or, oh, I need to do this. I was so tempted that whole day <laughs> to like text my wife or text my friends and be like, hey, don't forget about this. We got to do this. We got to think about that. I was just like, no. No, I, at one point I literally went and put my phone in my car and then went back up to yeah. the hotel room because I was like, I'm just going to use it. And that's something that yeah. just having it there yeah. is just a constant temptation. Yeah. 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 And, but, but there was also just something like, I, I don't know, like the next day, <laughs> the next day when I went home, my kids like met me at the door and they're like, daddy, you know, it's so good to see you. And my my daughter Sydney was like you seem really happy <laughs> and I was like I am happy like it was a good like I just hung out with Jesus mm-hmm. and it was really good like hard and good at the same time and I, I love every second of that so we just want to encourage you all to think about as our listeners what can you do in your life to maybe carve out a little time for silence and solitude and I want to be really clear it's it's carving out time for silence and solitude so you the the absence of activity so you can focus more on Jesus. Like I, I have people tell me all the time, I just can't I don't feel rested. I can't get rested. And sometimes I think that's due to the wrong definition of rest. Like a biblical definition of rest is an absence of activity in order to really spend focused time and attention on God. We can have the absence of activity that we just fill with sleeping or reading a book. Those are not necessarily bad things, but not necessarily things that are going to like reinvigorate you spiritually, mm-hmm. like r- really kind of refresh and reset your walk with God. And I, for one, really needed that, continually need that, and I'm just really grateful to have had that. Awesome. Well, listeners, we want to let you know uh, we got more life stories coming your way. I actually have five in the hopper right now. So I have five amazing stories about God's rescue and redemption that will be coming out on the podcast pretty soon. Uh, If you have topics or ideas or maybe even want to be a guest on the podcast, email us at soulcarematterspod at gmail.com and we can uh, have a conversation about what that would look like. Um, I also want to encourage you to like the podcast, share the podcast. It grew like crazy last year, um, but we did kind of plateau at the end of the year. So Mm -hmm. we want to see if we can go ahead and take that up another notch. And that happens when you, as our listeners, like the podcast rated on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this and then share with other people how many times jeff in the last year did you have somebody come up to you and say hey have you heard about this podcast (laughs) yeah like a lot more times than i yeah thought would happen i probably got 30 podcast recommendations from people last year and i and i'm like oh yeah i want to check that out so many times i did well that will happen if you share our podcast too so we really ask you guys to help us out with that connect with us on social media facebook and instagram at cpc soul care matters and we will be back with more content happy season two jeff thank you you too ryan all right we'll see you next time you've been listening to the soul care matters podcast a ministry of college park church Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And feel free to reach out to us with any questions, comments, or show topic ideas at soulcarematterspod at gmail.com.